The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Hangin' with the Talkin' Cowboys break. Now that's a mouthful. Streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. It is a Thursday edition of your brand new, most favorite possible matchup podcast you've ever been a part of. Hanging with the Talking Cowboys Players Lounge. Oh, okay, all right. I got you. I was about to say, because I'll I get ready to come with it. Because oh, I've seen the intro. You looked right up at me as with soon the Cowboys. And I was like, hold on now. Put some respect on the Players Lounge. I got all right. You. All right. I got you. He's my boy for that. Always. <laughs> Always. Oh, glad you're with us here on this Thursday. We've got Nick Eatman in the house, Perry Church, yes, sir. Nate Newton, Kyle Yeomans, Chris Beam, as always, in the back. And. We're going to continue looking backwards just a tad to Mike, McCar- Mike McCarthy's uh, finishing press conference into the season press conference that he had yesterday and then look ahead to what is next for the Cowboys. Gentlemen, how, do we, how are we doing today? I'm doing great. Great? Smooth ride coming in. Yeah. No issues for me. Zero issues. What about you? Good? Yeah, it was all right. No. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> for those of you wondering, I got I got the uh, got the ticket. Mm. I mean, you got you told me you pulled over, but you actually got, yeah, the, I got ticket? the ticket. Yeah, I got the ticket. Yeah, I hate to see it, man. Yep. First, oh, yeah. first people to know too. Okay. <laughs> I haven't told anybody else, so yeah, right. no, it's okay. You were, you still were... made it on time. <laughs> I did. I got here on time. I don't great. have that excuse. I don't know what my problem was. <laughs> <laughs> the reason why is because Nick usually says, "Hey, you ever watch the Cowboys break?" Yeah, yeah. I'm Nick Eman. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, start wow. talking. Oh, go ahead, Nick. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Right. Don't be late. Love, love, I, love the podcast. I've been pulled over twice on my birthday before. What? Mm. Seriously? Wow. And and uh, I don't know. And both times. They let, they you just go. let you ride. Happy birthday. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Must be nice, man. I, I did that did happen one time going to Wichita Falls. That guy pulled me over on the right side of the road. He, you know, it was a highway. He rolled the window down. We talked a little bit, and he just started leaning in and was like, "I listen to y'all's podcast all the time. What's what's going on with the Eagles game this week?" And I was just like. <laughs> And we sat there for a while, you know, cars <laughs> whipping by. But, I mean, if we're not going to get a ticket, I'll do Chopping it. Chopping up all right? day. Yeah. <laughs> this guy said if the Cowboys would have won on Sunday, I wouldn't have gotten the ticket. I'm, Man, oh, like, <laughs> no I'm totally kidding. He no, he didn't say that. No, Damn he it, was Kellen. really nice. I hey, was going way too fast. out on this. <laughs> 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 not going to be a part of oh, it. Man. I'm on a bad streak, man. I've gotten pulled over a couple times, and I haven't had a warning yet. Mm. I've gotten it every single time. I don't know what it is. Maybe I just have a, a unlikable face, which is fair. <laughs> but they just don't like my face, and they it's give me probably a probably because you give them the, the, the voice all the time. I'm sorry, officer. What was I doing? <laughs> I pulled over. I thought I, I changed apologize. lanes without signaling. Hey. I, I, <laughs> you give them the voice. Oh, all right, man. Nate. Oh, Nate's like, oh, my God. Go football. Oh, no, no, I love it, man. This, this is the first this, time I've seen Nate no, this, smile. No, no, this is our show. You know, this is what we do on our show. Is we never start with football. There's always <laughs> other problems. You got to. Yeah. You got to. <laughs> I feel like I'm on the post game show or the pre game show. I feel like I'm on like this. Y'all are on. Was it the pre game show? Yeah. This oh yeah. And pre and post. Pre and post. And you're a part of both too. I know, yeah. but I don't see it. <laughs> right. I don't. I don't see that. Yeah. I don't see it. 
what y'all did the other day. It sounded like that was pretty awesome. That was, was the best show. I know what that we were, be, we were better than the football team. <laughs> <laughs> had pre-airboats. I did. promise you that. I, I know. Kyle kind of let us know that. He yeah. was like, uh, well, the season might be uh, over, but we didn't suck. <laughs> we didn't. Oh, no, no. I was giving credit to other people. No, the Cowboys didn't suck. It was just well. certain players. Yeah. You're right about that. The Cowboys didn't suck. It was just certain parts. Mm. Yeah. Mm. That's so true. And that's what's Which most ones? frustrating. Yeah, right. which parts? Let's start. Mm. Who sucked the most? My offensive line. Mm. Your you offense. hit it spot on with that one. Yeah, my offensive line. <laughs> well, along with the offensive line coach uh, that's connected to the offensive coordinator. Yeah. And you're you taking that personally because you have been saying for a while, especially Fieldman, I know you, yeah. you like I love him. him to death. Yeah. And uh, I would have been on the table it, it, when, when, when Coach Moore, Kellen Moore is his name, right, mm-hmm. would have walked in from up there. I probably would have been beating him down the elevator in, because you don't do that to your offensive line. You don't take away the little bit of physicalness they have in trying to run and move people. You just let these dudes bore into them the whole game. You you don't know what that feels like to to get in the huddle. Sorry, guys, another pass. I know we're getting beat to death, but let's get beat some more. That. That's disheartening. Is it as simple as that if just the balance of just a couple more run attempts? We were talking about it before Mm -hmm. the show even. Just a couple more attempts to give your offensive line just a tad bit of a break. Just just, just something. We knew going in, every one of us, what they were good at. They were a physical team. They were a team that mentally ready to do whatever it took physically. We knew this. Me and you, we the only ones like forget. We we were cowboy down all week. We didn't want to hear it. Right. Yeah. But Blindness. you you gotta acknowledge who they are. We we get the coin toss. We win, mm-hmm. and we like we know what you like to do, and we are gonna give it to you first. That whole game came out wrong. I would put my offense out there first. If we'd have failed, fine. Back us up, defense. You always have since the eighth game of the year. You've always taken care of us. But don't don't go out there. And, that was just bad. And offensively, that was bad. That was bad on our quarterback. This game fell apart after the first drive. After you let them score that seven, this game fell apart. Joy Boza, excuse me, Nick Boza, was all over our right tackle. All over him. Eric uh, Armstead, Armstead was on in the middle of our, uh, mm-hmm. our offensive line. Mm-hmm. Why did you do that? And then we got a beat-up left tackle. You know, you know Tyron is one of the best. You could tell he was – you don't lose it that quick. Yeah. So, yeah. you, when he started struggling, somebody should have told the quarterback, man, just take off a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Take this pressure off your offensive line. You let the whole offensive line collapse from the first drive to the end of the game. That, that's not right. You don't you don't do that. You don't do that because you have to face these guys when you come in the locker room and you have to say something to them. Mm-hmm. Besides, yeah, you got given to you this day. That was wrong. If if, if anything, you would just like to see the attempts. At least like I, we always talk about yeah. this at the show, like you don't have to rush for 150 yards. You don't have to rush for 160 yards. But if you give the attempts to these running backs, yes. at least it'll keep the defense honest. 
Like, look what the 49ers did. They they were rushing four players the majority of the time. I mean, they blitzed occasionally here and there, but the mass majority of it, it was a four-man rush. Yeah. And to way, the way to get their, their ears unpinned back is all they were doing. They was pinning their ears back and going because they were like, look, these guys ain't running the ball. All they're going to do is pass the ball. So we're going to come at them every time, every play. Yeah. The way you do that is you give them attempts. Make them be honest with it. Sit there and say, all right, is this a pass or is this a run? Make them think. Make them hesitate a little bit. But we didn't do that. And like you said, Nate, we let them pin their ears back and get after our tackles, get after the interior of our def- or our offensive line, and they were in Dak Prescott's lap the entire game. And not only did it take away just the pure aspect of running the football because the run game was non-existent <clears throat> in its own right, but what do the Cowboys do better than almost any other team in the NFL? And that's play action. Like, their success rate on play action all year long had been one of the highest, top five in the NFL, maybe the highest. I'd have to go back and look. And they never got to set that up because there was no run game. With the absence well, of a run game, there's no play action. And a part of that, too, is the fact that the 49ers don't don't rush a, more than four most of the time. Yeah, right. So they're not worried about your play action because they're stopping your run anyway. Mm-hmm. So they got the seven. The, the, the problem that I had, and I agree with, with, with both of y'all about the run, but – Remember the Tampa game way back, years ago, back in week one, you know? <laughs> they didn't even try to run the ball. But what they did was is they, they did a lot of those bubble screens. They went wide on everything. They went Tony Pollard. They spread everything out. We're not going to attempt this. But the 49er game, they didn't, not only did they not attempt it, they didn't even try to do that. They just tried to kind of throw through that thing. And it just they're asking Dak to be pinpoint accurate. That is not his strength. I'm not saying he's not accurate. That's not his strength, though. His strength is playing on the run, moving, you know, keeping them off balance. And I don't think they did that. I, I am so glad we're not having shows every day. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm be, no, I, I, because Mr. Jones probably called him in his office and said, you know, do like he did, the, you know, the two receivers, you know, Dez and uh, T.O. and say, you know, <laughs> there's the team here, you here. <laughs> And we over here, and neither one of us want you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you, what are you really saying? You're saying if yeah, you show probably, every day that you, you yeah. couldn't, your tongue. You They're going to fire me, man, because you you couldn't have drew up a worse game plan than what we did to our team. Mm. I'm talking about from player. See, you, you couldn't have drew up a worse game plan. It took us all the way. And Kyle heard me crying the whole game. It took us to the third quarter to realize that they was giving us the tight end the yep. whole game. Mm-hmm. It took us to the third quarter to realize that it that from the line of scrimmage and for five yards, they gave it to us. Hey, man, what about a quick slant? We have nobody can run a slant? What about a quick in and out, a Y option? Yep. We had nobody can do that. They, I know they had Fred Warner. I know they had Armstead. And I knew for a little while they had uh, Boza. Mm-hmm. But come on, man. All week long I heard this man and this gentleman reiterate, hey, man, they have no secondary. So that's mean. Let's get some quick passes. Mm-hmm. Let's make some things pop. And we could have been in this game. It wouldn't have came down to, I don't even want to even talk about a guy sliding for just at an opportunity to throw the ball 23 <laughs> yards into the end zone? And we even talking about that? Come on, that that, that don't make no sense. To, to, to Nick's point, go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 go for it. So, so Nick's point, it was, you know, that same thing. They were playing so far off. I mean, we saw it in the show. They were playing cover four, cover three the entire time. And it wasn't like they were pressing our receivers on the outside. They, they were playing about four or five yards off. 
So to Nick's point, why didn't we bring that same Tampa-type mm-hmm. offense where we're getting our playmakers the ball in space? Throw a little bubble, like you said, to Tony yeah. Pollard, let them do damage. Get a little hitch to, to, to CeeDee Lamb out there. He had one catch for 21 yep. yards. You're talking about the, the leading receiver statistically-wise for the Cowboys had one catch. He was out-targeted by their fourth option, said Wilson, by two times. Said had ten targets, CD had five. To me, that that's unexcusable, Wait. and it has to go on the offensive coordinator. Cedric Wilson had ten targets. Ten targets. Ten, ten targets. And five, five receptions. And the last ten ball targets. of the game. <laughs> and he got the last. Oh, you're talking about fourth and eleven. You're talking about the fourth and eleven, the drive prior to the final drive, the one we thought was going to be the final yeah. drive. Ten targets, Nate. <laughs> How do you? This this is what I don't understand. And, and you call it economics. I, I call it common sense. <laughs> I love where this is going. Economics and common sense. Everybody buckle up. You, you, no, no. I don't know if I have either one. But yeah, let's go. You, you, you give a running back an average of $10 million a year. You give a wide receiver $20 million a year. Mm. Yeah. That don't add up, fellas. That's all you got to say. Okay. So our running back get twelve carries, and our and our number one receiver get six to seven targets. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I let me let me say this part about about that, and I think that this is we kind of credited them all year long, like. I love the fact that Dak doesn't really care this receiver, this receiver. They get along. It's kumbaya all the time. It's great. But we ran into issues four or five years ago when one particular wide receiver who was making more than anyone else was wanting the football all the time. So then Dak was like, all right, well, I'll try to get him the ball and give him 15, 16 targets. But it didn't. it's not good for the offense. Yeah. So there's got to be a balance, and I'm not saying you're wrong, but I mean I agree with that. Cooper's going to make this money, CD. You got to get him the football. But part of what was making this work was that Dak was trusting his reads. He wasn't worried about one diva receiver upset all the time. But there's there's got to be a balance. There's got to be a balance. I mean, it's got to go into the game plan. It's got to be that way because I think what's happening is they're just looking at the checks and and what's happening. Schultz, Schultz, Schultz. But that doesn't that doesn't score a lot of points all the time. You no. know what I mean? Mm-mm. So does that go back to Dak being in his head a little bit too much though? That's kind of been part of the conversation because if it's not the injury and it's not his capability, then what is it? It's got to be something in his head, right? Mm. So that's that's, a, cool. that's the that's $140 million question. Well, let's go back you, to you, the you, second you, part there. Okay. Capability. I mean, what's he capable of doing? I mean, like mm-hmm. I I think Dak is a is a really good quarterback. I don't think he is is the greatest quarterback that that can do it all by himself. He can't go into like Green Bay with Alan Lazard and whatever and drag them to the championship game like Rodgers is doing. He can't do that. But that's okay. Mm-hmm. He needs help. He's not getting that. He came into this league as a fourth round pick and had this offensive line and a running game. He doesn't have that anymore. He needs that. He yeah. needs help. And there's it's okay to have make forty million a year and still need help. That's the way what quarterback playing this weekend doesn't need help? One? Probably one. Damn, yeah, that's just Aaron Rodgers. But I mean, but, huh? Tannehill, he's the only one that's, that need help. Tannehill. Is that get it right? Oh, you're saying it the other he's way around. Way, yeah. See, I, yeah. I, I think they he all need help. help. I mean, I don't I, think. I, I'm, I'm going to tell you yeah. something, Nick. 
Do it with the mic. <laughs> Don't, <laughs> Don't push away the mic. Don't leave that behind. <laughs> this, this is what I tell people. I remember three weeks ago, four weeks ago, some idiot took off all his clothes mm-hmm. and, and just jumped Jack right off the field. Yeah. You remember that guy in town? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Barry said, it's over. I said, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. I said, they got Tom Brady. Even Stan Beck went, it's over. I said, no, they got Tom Brady. Okay, so two guys don't need help. Two I, guys. What I'm trying to tell you is, if you know your guy needs help, I've been saying this for four weeks, and I'm going to say it all offseason. I'm going to say it. And I need the rookie Dak back. Mm-hmm. That guy that was so impactful in other ways besides throwing the ball that when it came time to make that play, he could be a little more accurate because they was worrying about other things too. When you just say, I'm going to put this on his back, that is unfair because you paid him knowing his liabilities as well as his assets. And now you're trying to play more to his liabilities than his assets, you're not going to win any games. You're not going to win the big games. His asset is doing everything. That read option, do we do a lot of that now where he, he has the multiple chances of either running the ball, throwing the ball, or handing the ball? Do we see a lot of that? We see a lot of drop back. Do we see him rolling out, moving around? When the pocket collapse early, do he take off and slide and get those three yards anymore? None of that. Those are all assets. No, we dropping him back. Okay, make a read, make a read. Well, teams are dropping back now. Saying you got this read gonna be a little bit longer, and when you get into the playoffs or towards the end of the year, those four or five guys become detrimental to your life. But you're gonna stand there. No, you can't do that. You have to go back to who, what makes you. You improve on what makes you. You don't improve on what your weaknesses is. You can't because that's not you. So, so do you think these coaches? Um, put him in too high regard? Like, they think he's, you know, one of these quarterbacks that can do it on his own without a running game? Do you feel like they put him he up can't. there too high? Yeah, he so, can't. Yeah. Well. He can't. Every time we play a team where the quarterback was equal to him or better, the quarterback that was equal or better won. Yeah. See, I, I, I love that. And I was beating <laughs> Pay that. Give him $80 million. Because I thought we was going to pay for the Dak that we've seen. Yeah. Dak with not a run for game. The Dak, not the Dak with no run game. Yeah. Not the Dak that's going to run. Not going to run. And you know what? I'm getting out of here, man, before Mr. Jones them call me out. <laughs> <laughs> because I got to tell the truth. No, I know. I know. But but you, you want rookie Dak. I get yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about the center that was snapping him the ball? The whole offensive line. I mean, All pro I mean, center. How about 2016 uh, uh, Tyron? Um, I, I, I bet they would like to have rookie uh, Dak's contract. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, but, great. The thing, but, but the thing is, when we had those bad games before, Dak would take off and run and yeah. slide. I ain't, I ain't saying run and put somebody on your back and drag somebody. Yeah. But don't put yourself in – this game was – in the first quarter, we sitting up there eating in the stadium. Mm-hmm. It was great. I was it. Was the stadium food was on point. We sitting there eight, <laughs> and I thought I saw the first drive for both the offense and defense. I looked over at church. I looked over. Stand back. I said, "This game over." I, I, I said that too. See, this game after is the over. opening drive. Yeah. Uh, ten nothing. Yeah, ten I nothing. Like, I, said, this game I have over. I have a buddy that texts me every game. And it, and usually it's coin toss. They lose it or whatever. And it's just something negative. He's like, it's over. And that's just his way of <laughs> throwing it out there. But when he said that, and I said, I agree. And it, I never do. I usually say, shut up. When it was 10 nothing, yeah. I thought it was over. I really They did. got bullied. I was like, they're not. They're not you they can't got bullied. And, and nobody, nobody 
made an attempt to change it. Yeah, you had no response. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you, the players didn't change it. The coaches didn't change it. And I'm saying to myself, and the people that had the chance to change it was Coach Kellum mm-hmm. and Dak. Uh, I'm not going to blast Coach McCarthy one way or another. I'm not until this next season starts. And then if you don't have more input into what is happening on this team, because I read some say, I've been a, I've been in this league before I've been a playoff coach. I know what it takes to win. Well, if you know that right there, you would have knew that running that ball was very, very necessary. Or running a bunch of screens, which all of his teams at Green Bay were very, very good screen teams. Yep. Mm-hmm. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some of the things that McCarthy said specifically in his press conference because he felt like they were in a good position. He said it. We felt like we were in the best position we could have been going into the playoffs. So why was that execution? Was it a lack of adjustments? Was it the coaching staff? Was it the personnel? We'll continue breaking it all down for you when we come back right after this. In a lot of ways, adjustments. There's nothing as unique as our eyes which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizol for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call. And teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone, new and existing customers, our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network's busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek. And we're both with... United United Ag and Turf. Turf. The official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done... Get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. (laughs) Well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit unitedagandturf.com. This is Hangin' with the Talking Cowboys break. Now that's a mouthful. Streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Back here from the Star in Frisco in the SWBC studios here with Nick Eatman, Barry Church, Nate Newton. I'm Kyle Yeomans. I almost I almost went through that whole like process and like you were saying with pregame and postgame, I almost went through y'all's two's, two's name and instead of saying my own name, I almost said Isaiah Stanley. Yeah. <laughs> almost did it just because of the, the Muscle way memory, it all man. rolls off the tongue and that mm. the way it has been. But I look like Isaiah. No, a little no. bit. No, yeah. a little lighter. A little lighter. Put some dreads in, get a perfect. <laughs> It'd be a perfect match. <laughs> Probably uh, in better shape than me. 
Mm, me too. Mm, <laughs> just slightly, just slightly. Though. Just a tiny. Well, a guy who don't eat any meat, man, he uh-uh. showed eat some sweets, don't he? Yeah, he does. <laughs> hey, them crow nuts. Whatever happened to like where we where somebody's supposed to oh, race? Yep. When what's going on? It's supposed to happen in spring. It's supposed to. Uh, what, what's the deal? Is it Isaiah versus you? It's like a whole Olympic thing, right? We're gonna have like you know a race out there, then we're doing something where Nate can join yeah, us as well, like eating contests with Nate. Some like some ribs on there. It's like we th- they get these bean bags and throw them to a hole. I don't like saying the words. So. Cornhole? Uh, no, nah, nah, not really. Uh, I, yeah, <laughs> we can do that too. We can do that too. Yeah, oh, beam. That? I call Beam. Wait, what's beam, that? No, me and Beam are Beam's are talking Cowboys. Okay. Uh, beam is nice. Up. Beam nice. No, no, me and Beam already hooked up. Uh, we already okay. teammates. Right. So that was something unreal. that like Chris was like, oh, "What can I do to get? Yeah. I smoke all y'all." There it is. I'm riding with it. I'm riding with it. Does he have his own? He probably got his own bag. Oh man, custom custom. Heckma and Nui, y'all can get in on this. Heckma and Nui, Nui, y'all can get in on this. It's me and Chris Bean. I have more than one set of bags. Oh, see, and boards, aerodynamic, everything. Man, come out to training camp with us, and you'll hear just like every night. Shoot, doom. Shoot, doom. Yeah, do it right by Derek's door, and then uh, (laughs) such a good idea. I had I had Bean beat one time. Like, like, I was up on yeah, him. He, he wasn't really paying that much attention or something. I don't know what was going on. Did he on. lock in? No, I, I was like, you're playing the 21. I mean, it was like 17 to like 10. I was like, Uh-oh. I got this. Being through like four in a row, like that didn't even hit. He just switched four in a row. Hit 12 points, and I didn't get anything on the board, and I lost. Oh, he was just like, man. what's the score? And I was like, 17-10. What's good? Watch out. Wait a second. And, and I, he seriously switched four in a row. Just boom. Boom. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so you know when we start hey, when the spring comes, I'm gonna be ready. I'm, I'm gonna start practicing. I gotta Speed, see it, man. I gotta see it to believe. I can't yeah. wait. We, we, we winning. My, sure. Well, I'm winning. I don't know what the rest of my team going. To do. <laughs> I got beat. But you're getting in there. <laughs> yeah. I like Barry, it. Who's gonna win in a race between you and Danny? Uh, Danny. Danny was always faster. Danny was always fast. Oh, so my boy Stanback ain't faster than you, then? No. I just asked about. <laughs> <laughs> no. But no, but no, no, Danny was, Danny so was always fast. no chance yeah. against Danny. Danny didn't no. eat for three months. I mean, like, is Man. he back to normalcy again? I think so. I mean, okay. he gained his weight back a little bit, so we were going to see. You know, we're going to see. But he was always fast. My boy Stanback can't gonna... get you. No. Stand, stand I love back. how he how he's at the bottom of the list now. Like yeah. he wasn't even just like he thinks he's he's gonna win the whole thing, yeah. and then you guys are just not giving him Isaiah. He is. What makes you believe that? Just because it's physique? Well, because I because I know of somebody that can't dance. I can always tell you what dancing got to do with this dance? Oh, see, see, I can tell you why I think so. Why is that? Two thousand eight Felix Jones kickoff return against the Eagles. I saw him running. But I saw Isaiah. Way back over here and running as fast. I mean, he he outran everybody. Like I, I saw a ton Nick, of. We talking out there. fifteen years ago for you too, though. <laughs> we talking oh. that. I wasn't even in the league in 08. So what you talking about? Mm. What you talking? What you talking Barry's about? Barry's playing the youth card here. <laughs> what, 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 what we going on here? We going by 2008. Barry's got some aerodynamic advantages already. too up front. When, already. All I know is when the cameras get as brightest. And it's time to shine. Mm. Somebody done backed out on me not what, once. But what, what? Twice. what happened? Dancing. Dancing. Oh, I had to save you your knees. You did. I had to save your knees. <laughs> you did back out. <laughs> Barry did back out of the dance Twice. So I, so I ain't saved your knees with that? Yeah. Twice. You I, saved I, my knees. All right, then. All right, no. then. All right, all right, you know what? Your hips is next. All right? I ain't messing with you no more, man. You know what we're really doing here? 
like kind of like what's that? really happening is we're getting Nate smiling again. That's yeah, really no, what good. we're doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look at that. Look at the there big smile. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, the Cowboys got you down. Smiles. I need to go back out to Dion and get me a bologna sandwich. That's what you, oh, there you <laughs> go. That's funny. That's, that's good. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yeah, he was all smiles until about eh, 7 o'clock on Sunday. Mm. Was, uh, maybe a little earlier. Maybe like 3.45. We was hyped for a second. When we was outside watching it on the on the Titan Tron, he was hyped. He was back for a second. He was for a second. When Schultz caught the pass, the drive, the second to last drive, which mm-hmm. we thought was the last drive. You know, they, they got ninety yards to go. Sure. Schultz gets thirty-eight it. yards. Yeah, y'all thinking they're gonna do this? I, I was I definitely thinking. Yeah. Now do I thought they were gonna score. Did I think they were gonna take the lead? I, I wasn't sure just yet mm-hmm. that they would take the lead. You know, when I saw the slide, I saw the slide in a review with him. Yeah, because mm-hmm. we was had to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Up until that, I, I, Schultz did. I stopped watching the game. What? Because it was over, it was it was it was over. You was asking a team that was mentally beat, and that they was fighting the Warriors fight, but they was mentally beaten, bro. Yeah, they was they was they was beaten. And, I will and, I will back him up on this because when the almost fumble happened with Greg or with George Kittle, yeah, the way the ball hit the ground, everyone on that stage was freaking out. I yeah. mean, everybody, mm-hmm. we were jumping around. Oh, we Nate. thought it was there. And Nate was just sitting there. Yeah, I, Nate was planted <laughs> at his ta- at his table. He had already, I'm almost certain he had the headset already yeah. on. Yeah, he, like, he was true. ready for post game. He was already at that point. He never really got to the, we're going to do this, sort of. Uh, like dragging along, and I'm sure there were Cowboys yeah. fans out there that were the same way. That were just like, "All right, like this is going to happen. They're going to get close, and then it's going to let us down." Damn. But yeah, it was uh, it's tough. It was tough. Now, kind of going back to our our conversation in the last segment, and and also tying in what Mike McCarthy had to say yesterday. He had about a 45 minute press conference and kind of tied a bow on the regular season. Nick, did anything specifically stand out to you about what McCarthy said yesterday and kind of the way that that game kind of conspired toward the end? Well, I mean, whatever he saw on their faces, he he thought they were nervous. He tried to take it back and change the, the, the wording. But, you know, he saw something as a coach who's been doing it for a long time. And, and whatever he saw on their on their face, he, he didn't he didn't like, you know, obviously. And, um, you know, it played out that way. <laughs> it played out. It was 10-0, 13-0. Um, you know, and, and, and I don't know specifically what it was, but that's one thing that, that kind of stood out. I mean, some of the, the other stuff was kind of coach speak a little bit. I, yeah. I, I didn't think a lot came out of that. I mean, what about, what about y'all? Did, I'm going to tell you something. All I read was the statement he made. Which one? About the playoff team, he know what it looks like and what it takes, mm-hmm. and that that probably wasn't even a part of his press conference. But d- 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 <laughs> you you have to help your players. Uh, one thing that Jimmy was good at was looking at his team, mm-hmm. and if you know that your team is tight, you got to have something there for them. If you look at your players, and I see everybody's tight, not smiling, or they doing something out of character. You have to have a player or a situation that you can allude to to help them break that. All right. That being said, I got a defensive guy, offensive right. guy here. You think your team's a little bit tight. You go out there and you got a chance. You win the toss. As If your team's 
you know, you got the crowd, you got the white towels going. Do you think it's better to go out and execute on offense, or do you think it's better to go play fast on defense? I mean, we saw what happened defensively, but generally speaking, I would have thinking a tight team would be better to play defense. That's and that's my thinking. I'm always thinking. Well, I'm a defense. So I'm a little bit biased, but I'm thinking you got to put a defense out there first because yeah. usually your defense is your tone setters. Yeah. They're gonna go out there and if they're gonna, they're gonna either smack them in the mouth yeah. and get the ball back for your offense, and your offense takes off from there, or like we've seen, you know, yeah. in that San Francisco game. You're going to get bullied in that first drive, and they scored pretty much easily going down the field, running the football, and that set the tone for the whole game. After they saw the defense get bullied and back down into the end zone, the offense is like, oh man, here we go again. We're going to have to have one of those great games. And when your offense isn't performing as great as it has been, the rest of the his- is just, history. Just to play devil's advocate here, just because of the lack of confidence that was on the offensive side of the ball, right? I mean, yeah. Initially, your first thought is going to be, let's throw the defense out there. Let them, let's let them set the tone. Mm-hmm. And then when things go wrong, it goes really wrong, which yeah. is what happened. Yeah. Why would you – or would there be a possibility, rather, of throwing the offense out there and saying, we have confidence that you're going to go set the tone because of the lack of confidence and the lack of execution that they had had previously? Mm-hmm. Or you could build off of the fact that they had two in the last three regular season games where they had 50-plus points. Hey, you go set the tone. Here's your offense. We, we invested our money on that side of the ball. Let it happen. You said it all. If you, don't, if you don't believe that you have your best players, this is, let me say this right quick. Like, the most resilient coach on this team, our set of coaches on this team, was our defense. And what I mean by that, their first six games, they were decimated. Mm-hmm. And Coach – made it all happen. He kept these guys together. He kept everybody playing just good enough so our offense continued to run. Our offense took a a major turn seventh or eighth game into the season, but our defense got players back, and they kept this thing at a high level, whereas our offense just puddled along. What we needed for this game here is for our offense to step up and try to run the ball, to try to take some time off. Because one thing I've always said is, if our defense plays less than 30 minutes, 29-59, if they play less than 30 minutes, they can make plays. They can make big plays. They can turn They can turn the ball over because they're fresh. But if we don't make an attempt at doing that right there, and we're going to be the team that's playing the 29-59, uh, we're going to lose the game. I would put my offense out there, and I would call – what Nick Saban like to say, do not waste a play. That means if we have to run the ball, do not put a tight end out there that has not blocked nobody all year so he can hit us three yards in the backfield. I'm going to put them big hogs out there, seven of them. I probably would have dressed eight of them, and we would have just started moving down the field periodically with Zeke, but we didn't do that. We put the defense out there, got hit in the mouth, then we put the offense out there with a sorry behind tight ends and got hit in the mouth. You can't do it. We got to draft a, a, a run. We got to get us some run tight end. And of course, what what ended up happening was worst case scenario anyway. So it's it's all a moot point. But at least you you can go back and look at it and say maybe the offense would have had a better shot if they would have went out there first. Yeah. I mean, I, maybe I've, I, I've heard. I mean, it, it's hard to argue that now once you saw. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I've heard coaches say, you know, they even look at the crowd and, and go, well. 
look what the crowd is going to be like on defense for them to start the game versus at the end of the the, the uh, halftime, which people still think halftime is 30 minutes even because of high school when it's only 14. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so they go out and they do whatever and they get, you know, stand in line, they come back and I mean, look at, look, it's just empty and yep. quiet. It's easy for teams to move the ball. So I've heard, I mean, Coaches have said that too. I mean, they, they really looked at the science of that. But I think more than anything, it's you know what the science was, Nick. You know what the science was. It's not my favorite. You had, subject. You had the ball. <laughs> you had the ball coming out, and yeah. it makes so bad. They said, you know, we'll give you a second try. We're gonna show you again why you ain't no good. Boom! They get a block, a rough in the pass, rough in the yeah. kicker. Mm, okay, got you got another chance again. What did you do? I squandered it. You squandered. This is why I'm telling you. This dude do the draft show, right? Yep. If y'all are not beating down the walls for a second, third, or fourth round pick offensive lineman, if y'all not beating down the walls for a third, fourth, or fifth round uh, blocking tight end, something it's gonna be it's gonna be the same next year. It's gonna be the same because if you can't run the ball against the big boy teams, which you got a first place schedule, if you can't run the ball, and it's gonna all be about passing. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, quit being, no quit being so arrogant and thinking that that your center is is Travis can, can get the job he's done. Not, he can. I mean, we said it all year long. We've no. said it all year that this guy. I mean, and they didn't give him any competition. They didn't. Nope. They just said, well, "Here's our guy," and I, and it didn't make. Sometimes you have to do that. Sometimes, yeah, for confidence. Yes. You're saying no, no. Sometimes you gonna have a lesser player because they probably didn't have no dominoes to get them slap down there. Who, who the competition left and it was loony. Yeah. Yeah. That it, 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 it when he left, I was like, wow, there's a competition. But it's guys we know that we can't talk right now because they tell us that's tampering because yeah. we may know something. <laughs> but I'm t- it's centers out there. Yeah. But yeah. Are, are they willing to pay? Are we so backed up on the cap that we can't get these guys? But you knew. In order for your two tackles to survive, we had to have a strong middle. We didn't have that strong middle. Well, Mm-mm. to me, they they bought a $140 million house. They invested in the house. Yeah. Anybody that buys a house like the, the Cowboys just bought, mm-hmm. better get them a damn fence to protect a it. A retaining wall? And they don't have to build a boat. need you a big retaining wall, man. Well, <laughs> like, like, whole, like, like church got around his crib. You got to have a retaining wall. You got to. <laughs> <laughs> right. You're protecting the house, protecting. Though, right? You got to protect that exactly. asset. I mean, you got to. I'm not trying to be like Eric Abagu here, which is, yeah. I don't even know what that reference, but you got to yeah. protect the house. You got to protect it. Well, and you look at it now moving forward, you have a chance to to redo that offensive line. And and Nate, you said third or fourth round offensive line pick. I'm going to be banging it down in the first round. I'm going to be banging on that door at 24 saying, if one of these guys falls, there's a guy from Iowa. Lindenbaum is the center. Center from Iowa. You ain't get if he, I don't right think here. you're going to get him either unless you trade up to go get him or if he pulls a CD lamb. I would run to the star and back. I would do that one again. Are you going to do that? I would totally do, Are that you gonna do that one. I would do it for Lindenbaum. So, I would totally do it. Sean, so is center for y'all the main priority offensive line need? Is that, is that for me? I'm for saying me, that yes. in terms of fit, but yes. Because of I, I, I love the value. At okay. 24. I mean, at 24, if you wanted to get any other position, it's going to be hard to think You're not going to get a top left tackle or right, top right. tackle at 24. But at no. guard or center at 24, you're yep. probably getting the second, maybe third best guy. 
And if it, and, and if there's a, a stud like that in Iowa, that means the second best center is probably pretty, pretty good, good too. too. Yeah. Just yeah. think about Frederick at 32. Everyone Oof. was like, ah, oh, this pick, but it turned out to be amazing. It's going to be a boring pick, especially when the last two picks in the first round for you have been C.D. Lamb and Mike <laughs> Parsons. You've had two really exciting picks this year. You're going to be like, and one, oh, of them, and one of them can't get the ball because the center is not any good. Ooh, mm. good point. Yeah. Yeah. Great but point. It affects everything. It so, does. Yeah. It does. The reason why rookie Dak was rookie Dak is because you took the boring pick with Zach Martin and Tyler Frederick and kind of built yeah. that line. Mm-hmm. You built that fence before you had a house. And then guess what? You found that. Well, I guess you technically had a house. You had Tony Romo. But you you figured it out yeah. along the way. And the you're going to have to find that again here. broken down. Not the back door. The back of the house was kind of working so well. <laughs> the foundation. <laughs> the foundation. <laughs> All right, let's take our second break. When we come back, oh, we wrap things up and we look ahead to the offseason. A little bit more here from the star in Frisco. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping! At AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call. And teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone, new and existing customers, our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting Cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. This is Hangin' with the Talkin' Cowboys break. Now that's a mouthful. Streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Hangin' with the Talkin' Cowboys break Players Lounge. Appreciate here at the it. SWGC Appreciate Morgan it. Studios. Have to get all four yeah, parties involved. In episode one. Yeah, right. <laughs> so uh, Beam, uh, that's a uh, McBriar. No. <laughs> Have a, we need to find like a, a what are those? Where the first letter of every word abbreviation. Oh, I forgot what that's called. Mm. I'm blanking on the name of that. Mm. I'm gonna f- I'm gonna find it at some random point in this next this last segment. And then I'm gonna bring it back. Nick Eatman, right. Barry Church, Nate Newton. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Chris Beam is always in the back, and we're wrapping things up as the. Cowboys, of course, you've probably heard it by now if you're listening to this show. They've lost to the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> what if you didn't? What if you just started <laughs> no. on me like, 
God, I hope we, we beat the Bucks this week. Like, I'm just going to go listen to this show. <laughs> just, just completely blocked it completely out. I'm like, oh, they're probably previewing the Bucks by now. Mm. Mm. Yeah. They missed Bully Ball, man. Yeah. They missed it. Yeah, it's unfortunate, and it, it, it does. It's not fun for Cowboys Nation right now, and, and we're frustrated I mean, along with you. I, I don't do uh, shows with you all on a regular basis. My point to it all was, and I said this because I picked them to win. I thought they yep. would win. And, and I, I wrote this that, that I, I didn't want to see it. I just didn't want to see it. But, but what they showed us in that game was what they showed us all year. They have slow starts. They don't run the ball. They have accuracy issues with their quarterback. The offensive line in the middle is, is not very good. They don't play well against the better teams. Penalties. And, and, and penalties. Penalty, undisciplined. And yeah. penalties and undisciplined at play. And I, we've seen it all year, and I just wouldn't allow myself to believe it because I wanted to see it so bad. And that is – that's bad journalism right there, honestly. I, I admit it. That's bad. I, I, I saw the warning signs. I didn't want to see them, and I, I kind of blocked them out. Like, they'll get better. It'll get better. This season seems different. And it wasn't. And I yep. you know, I apologize to our fans for that because I didn't really – I wasn't as honest as I should have been because I just I wanted to see it so bad. And it, That Arizona game gave us the study guide. It man. did. It, it did. gave us the study guide for the test. And it, basically, that's the same game that happened against the 49ers. And yeah. you're not alone in yeah. that fact. I know you you apologize. Really, really well-written article, by the way. Go check it out on DallasCowboys.com. But it was, it, it was that way for a lot of people. I was in that boat as well. It was mm-hmm. my first playoff run. But I've been a Cowboys fan my entire yeah. life, and I've wanted that as well. Mm-hmm. I've never seen it, though. So I also kind of took you that with a grain of salt. I wanted to see it happen. I wanted to get there. And you always you always just kind of gave the benefit of the doubt, which is gone from this point <laughs> <Yeah>. forward. <laughs> just by the way, you always gave the benefit of the doubt because of the talent on this team, because you expected CD Lamb to have that undercut, mm-hmm. to have those slants, and the, probably the best yak receiver in the history of the NFL in his first two seasons in the league. And then you turn around and he's got one catch for 21 yards. And That's it's it. at the latter part of the game where they gave you the entire field, basically. And he got out-targeted by your third, fourth option. Yep. Because you put in, what, Coop, Lamb, Schultz. Yep. Then maybe see, then maybe say, well, You thought Tony Pollard coming back was going to play an impact? Four touches? Four touches. So <laughs> there's frustration all the way around. And like Nick yeah. said, you saw the warning signs, but you still felt like you would it would click. You still felt like there was that inch of hope. And it never really clicked, Nate. Because you thought that the head coach, being a, a Super Bowl coach, would make that move. You thought he would make that call that would determine the game. You got a defensive coordinator that's Super Bowl coach. You thought they would make that move, and I think he did in the second half with his defense. Mm-hmm. But we never saw that move. We mm-hmm. never saw that play that uh, that would that would give you the chance to change the game. And uh, when your coaches can't make that move, man, maybe it's a lack of talent. Maybe they didn't. Maybe they don't have enough experience. Uh, and I'm not talking about the head coach. I'm talking about the, the, the coordinator. Uh, <clears throat> you as a player, he's an ex-player. He played on a high level, and I'm talking about Coach Kellum. You, he should know better. He he should know better as a coach. He should have that play or that move or that that you make and see or make him feel like okay, he tried there. But uh, as the playoff teams. Between you have been on, you know that run game is so big. You know, and and, and my run game is, is a little bit more than just handing the ball off. My run game is what Tom Brady did last year 
with the big back from Jacksonville. Yeah. From LSU. Burnett, yeah. Hey, man, I'm finna throw this out here. I don't think their, their outside linebackers can deal with you. I don't think a safety can deal with you. Here's my screen game. I don't think you can deal with that. Not with Pollard. And so you never made those moves to give your offensive line a chance to readjust. You never made those moves to make <coughs> the line, your running backs a part of the game. And I don't care what nobody says. At the end of the year, when Tom Brady had Randy Moss, who got the most passes? Yeah. Who got the most touchdowns? Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers been riding by himself for the last two years, and the guy missed an average of two games a year. Who gets the most passes? Adams. Who gets? And so I tell people, Michael Irvin, who got the most? We had Alvin Harper. We had Kevin Martin. We had a host of guys. But when you have a stud receiver and a stud running back, you take advantage. That's why it's more than one position. You have three different conventional wide receiver positions that Mari is smart enough to know, so you move him around. You have C.D. Lamb, who's a big play ready to happen. You move him around. You force him to grow. See, the reason I, I never went along with 88, the other 88, the reason I never went along with him because he didn't want to grow up here. But when you got two guys that are willing to grow, but you as a coordinator don't give it all to them, that is your fault. You know, the the, the second 88 did not want to grow. All he wanted to do was, hey, man, run down the field and I'll throw it up. Yep. I ain't got no room for that, brother. Mm-hmm. It worked for the first three or four years. Yeah. But, when, <laughs> but when athleticism Leaves. catch up to you, yes. and then yeah. now you're forced to get to the open guy. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I'm with you, man. You it's know, a big year for Coach Kellum. Yeah. You know, I thought the the drive at the end of the first half was the one that bothers me the most because there was a play in there on second and um, it was after the the penalty on uh, Lyell and then Bosa gets hurt first and twenty. Dak rolls to the right. Cooper's right there. Throws six seven yards. We'll see if he gets upfield and gets eight or nine because it's first and twenty. Yeah. He he doesn't set his feet. He throws it to Jarwin, who's you know. Still getting his feet wet again. Mm-hmm. Bad throw, incomplete. Jarwin's not going to be adjusted on the fly and all that. Now second and 20. And I know he's not Tom Brady, but the reason why Tom Brady does what he does is because he he's he's going to not be greedy. He's going to take that. And knowing that I'm trying to get field goal range here right yep. into the half. And then, whether it be the coach or whatever, why are you throwing the ball into the sun? There's one little pack. Patch of sun, <laughs> and why is your guy turning around with no eye black on and just trying to catch Bang. it? He doesn't even yeah. see it. And, yeah. and he even said afterwards, I asked him. He was like, Cedric was like, I mean, there's nothing I could do. And I was like, What about eye black? He was like, I don't put that on my face. Okay, cool. Well, then don't run to the middle of the field. <laughs> yeah, then. stay away from that point of like gridiron. I mean, that's it. And I, I and I said that. that to the guy next to me. I was like, Whatever you do, just don't throw it right there. You know, you got to get your three points. Why isn't the coach not saying that? Why, why aren't we saying, well, you know, we're not, we don't have curtains up here. We're not doing that. That's fine, but, but, whatever. But the play was lost on first down when you could have got the six and you could have been in second. Mm-hmm. Second and what, 13? Yeah. Second and 14? See, this, this is, that's what bothers me is when you come to the sideline and he, and he go Kellum and, he, and, and this guy, our quarterback, and they looking at the paper and, and, and I hope Kellen said, hey, man, how did you miss this? Yeah. I mean. How did you, uh, Doug, Nussmeyer, Breeden, say, hey, Dak, you had Amari right there in front of you. Well, how did you miss that? I mean, look at what Mahomes. 
Uh, he went through that whole patch earlier this season where, you know, earlier this season, all I want to do is chuck it deep. Chuck I want to chuck deep, it deep. Yeah. I got to have these huge plays. And they were struggling as an offense. Yeah. But then as they reined it in, and you saw Mahomes started taking those check downs, letting his playmakers, you know, do what they do in space. And for some reason here with this offense, we don't do that. Nope. We don't give our guys a chance in space. We want to do the chunk plays. We want to take the, the big plays off the top. I want to ask one question before we leave. I want to ask one question. Give me... And I asked for two. I just want one. Give me my my number one pass route that we can count on on our offense. Number two, give me my number one run play that we can count on on offense. That's yeah. no, that's your problem. Yeah, yeah. Don't have don't one. Have one. That's, don't that's, have one. And you're, basically, what you're asking is what's your identity? Yeah. Because yeah. you know yep. what's your what your bread and butter. Right. And they 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 don't, don't have, have that. They do not have a running play like that. And it goes back to the early conversations with this offense and kind of what you were talking about at the beginning of this segment. With you have so many talented guys. You've got the, the Amari Coopers and the C.D. Lambs. And you heard this word all off season long. You heard it through the first eight weeks of the season versatility you had versatility on offense and then all of a sudden that versatility did another v word and vanished (laughs) on the back half (laughs) of the entire season you didn't have that same kind of versatility and you don't have an identity because of it because that probably was your identity early on was you could do so many things to keep a defense off balance to to challenge defensive coordinators and the best players on every other side of the football and you didn't have that you didn't have that identity you just came in Hoping it would be your identity, and hope is not a strategy. After after the Bucks game, after the Bucks game for five or six games, watch. The one thing that was constant was you had some type of run game. Mm-hmm. Now you get the injury to that, come back, and let's watch the run game diminish for no reason. Well, I mean uh- – a partially torn PCL on a knee. I mean, is that not a reason? That's a reason because that did. That's what. Why did you get Brian Clemens? Clemens? Every team. Go back and look at every team that lost their main back. Did they stop running the ball because they lost their Tennessee. main back? Look at Tennessee. No. You don't. You don't do that. See that that that's the problem. The out is hey, okay. If, if, if yeah, when when Zeke said I had this, I, I say I, I was over to say don't do that. I don't care. I don't care. That don't that don't give you excuse. If you had a, a torn whatever, get out of the game. Okay. Yep. And let a better player get in there. And, and, and Coach Johnson, and I'll give you an example before okay. I leave. My knee was messed up real bad, and we was we was on I think our second Super Bowl. We was up in Denver to do bull rush. Man, hurt my knee. Coach Coach Johnson looked at me. Said, "You okay?" I said, "Yes, sir." He let me finish the game. He came to me. A couple of weeks later, he said, Nate, let me tell you something, man. He said, I can get a player prepared, and I can prepare this player for what he can do. He said, don't hurt this team because you think you're better when you're crippled. He said, you're not going to lose your job. Let me play this guy, and next week you can get your job back. And I never forgot that, and I never will forget that. Did you sit up? Yes, I had. Do you think you sit up? Yeah. Do you think the coaches would say that to Zeke now, though? Who was the backup? Yeah, man, Who was the backup? Kevin Gogan. Okay, Kevin Gogan ended up going to a Pro Bowl after, like, like Kevin I mean, it, but, it don't matter. Well, but. what You missed what I said. I will prepare this player for what he can do. 
You're saying the same thing for put Pollard. Put Clemens in there. Yeah. Or Pollard, yeah. Or Pollard. I'll put Pollard in there and don't tell me they can't block because every time we panic, the only answer to us panicking is an empty backfield so we ain't worrying about the blitz no way. Yeah. Every time we panic, it's an empty backfield, fellas. So why, Okay, so why do you think that the running game was good at the first of the year and then it wasn't at the end? Hel- Hellman helped me to this, and I looked at a little film. He, we had both tight ends, mm-hmm. and, and people played us for that. Mm-hmm. They, didn't, they, they played us for that, so that left our run game a little bit open. Guys blocked a little bit better, mm-hmm. you know. But isn't our job as offensive line coaches – and, and, and offensive coordinators is defined that way, where we was trapping, we was getting guys out on the edge, not at first, but as the season went on. You don't get away from that. And I'll always say this right here. A part of my run game is the screen game, and a part of my run game is getting that ball to those to those running backs quick. That's The 49ers won a Super Bowl not once but twice with that. Mm-hmm. So now if you're copying plays and going out and getting played, look at those teams that win Super Bowls and how they did it with no run game. I'm telling you, man, it's too many answers because we have too much. The window is it, the window is slamming shut on us, fellas. It the may have already is slamming slammed shut yeah. on us. Yeah. You don't know it yet, but it could have already slammed shut if you're being honest. And I think there's parts to it I, uh, that I agree with you with. The other part is Zeke is getting paid sixty million dollars, ninety million dollars to be a number one lead back. Bell and, cow it, back. and and even if a coach healthy. even if a coach comes <clears throat> up to you and says, Listen, Zeke, hey, I know you're hurting. Let's take a month, let's take two months off. Let's get you ready for the playoffs. Let's get ready to roll, right? Then when you come around to this point and either you do make it to the mountaintop or you don't make it to the mountaintop, whatever the end result is, it's not the coach's decision to come to Zeke and say, Listen, we might need a little bit more of that investment back because you missed six games. You missed seven games. It happens all the time. NFL is a business, so maybe that went into the thought process from Zeke saying, I'm not coming out of the game unless my knee is de- detached from my body. That's and as a player, when you see your backup balling like that, that's another thing. you're not going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to take a month off. I'm gonna take No, I don't mean, care okay, who okay, he is. If you not, see your, your it's man's not a balling, cut and dry okay, decision. Well, okay, yeah. okay, y'all got to answer for that, but answer this. How do you give him all those carries against a second team Philadelphia mm-hmm. when you can't give him all of those carries in the playoff game? Answer that one. That was the problem. Yeah. That was the problem that we just said. See, you, you can't, can't have can't, only 20 attempts. We're not saying we're not saying, do that, or 16 attempts. Yeah, we're not saying you're that not you can't like the give answer. him. There's an answer. Uh, you're not going to like it. The reason why they did it is obviously to give him a thousand yards. Okay, that's why they did it. I don't. But but that's why they did it. But if you if you're going to give him a thousand yards, which is more important, the Philadelphia game or the playoff game? Oh, yeah, right. playoff, well, definitely the playoff. And, that, and that's what I'm telling you. That's what I'm telling you. So that just shows that he's not a priority in this offense is ultimately what it is, whether that's because of health, whether that's because of strategy. Mm-hmm. Either well, one, he's not a priority. I don't think they thought they could run it. I mean, yeah. he was a priority going into week one against Tampa, and they didn't think they could run it. So yeah. they didn't. They didn't. But they didn't do the same game plan, though, in that game. That's the thing. They did. They got the other they receivers involved. They took everything that the, what you call it gave them. Oh, we took what we gave them. Yeah, okay. They gave you the same thing. Remember the third down? Mm-hmm. And, they, and, and and you and Isaiah went off. Man, they backed up eight yards they behind the front. And, and that should have told me right now, if I'm Dak, now I blame it on Dak. Whoa, man. They just gave us. Right here was the line of scrimmage. 
right there was the first down, and they backed up to them TV screens and yep. gave you the first down. <laughs> Just gave it to them. And what was the play? I don't remember. But what, it was, I, a what pass. was the result? It was the first down. They got they, they got the first down. Yeah. But they was doing it. Isaiah was calling that the whole game. He was calling it though. Mm-hmm. Look, they giving it all y'all underneath stuff. So why not just cut them a thousand times? Yeah. Yep. Not until patient. they change, yeah. until you make an adjustment. I've heard, yeah, and I heard Dak say greedy way too many times this year. Mm-hmm. He said, I just got too greedy. Stop yeah. being greedy. Mm-hmm. Like keep it simple. Like keep it simple, you know, and live live. Rookie for Dak, life. rookie Dak kept it simple. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. And I mean, of course, we've already talked right. about that where he had a different offensive line had some different weapons it was a, a certain yeah. situation but maybe keeping I'm, I'm, it simple i'm putting on my phone I, i've been trying and my phone been rejecting me for the last three hours i got up this morning and i got on my phone and said hello this is nate noon at this time not, i'm not in i'm scouring the country for a third <laughs> third to fourth round pick offensive lineman i'm away you're putting yeah. your, your status I'm to away why you keep saying third round offensive lineman like if I if I'm picking a lineman in the third round, that means he's the second guy that I get. I'm getting the yeah. first round. Hmm. You know, I've got two guys in the first round that I want already, or two guys in the first round, and then there's a guy in the second. Let me round ask that you I this: want. Is there any little little wide receivers? I'm talking about yeah. like little little like, fast little, guys, like slot guys, Beasley type. I think this team needs some more quickness. I mean, speed is one thing. I'm mm-hmm. sure CD, Mar, they're getting buying people. But I mean, little guys that that that, that was one of the things last year. Do a couple things. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like they that's something that's kind of needed yep. for the more quickness, like you know, bubble screen, three Team four speed. yard mm-hmm. first down. Amari, <laughs> CD Lamb, number one, either number seventeen. Them you guys, they quick enough in the middle. They agile enough. They understand it. Put them guys in the middle. Go out and find you a blocking tight end. Anywhere from the third to the seventh round, go out and find you a greasy, fat run. defensive player that can stop the run. <laughs> and this team will be all big right. greasy. I've been oh, and Gallimore, Gallimore, with Gallimore, with the other kid oh, that we got. With, you know, we got guys that can rush the passer. We got, we have to get somebody that's dedicated. <laughs> that when they lift up their shirt, when they lift up they 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 second roll, not their first jelly roll, <laughs> but they second roll, you'll find running backs deposited in there. <laughs> All right. What? That's uh, what you thought you had in Quentin Bohan. Yeah, but then, yes. then he went on but a he, diet. They yeah, could, yeah they couldn't. But they, and they didn't mature. He was 380. What, what, I, that's what I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> that's what, I, mean, I wanted the 380. Why yeah. are you at 345? They, what they, they, went, they went to felt. Like, yeah. uh, he's. No. Was, yeah. We want. I don't know about greasy, uh, sloppy. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, to the point where you stink a little bit. Mm. Okay. See, I had to wash an extra. When I played, I had to wash an extra roll. I just tell Cole Matt, I'm going to lift up this roll right here. I got to wash, you know, extra rolls with my wife. Some images pull, that I do not want. With my Is wife pulling over the and, he, <laughs> and he loved that. He was like, that's why you got on the All Madden team forever. And I was just like, yeah. That guy, oh, man. John Madden, like, love Nate. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, yeah like, I, I've seen some of these old games. I mean, like, Anytime, any example he's got, his go-to was big like, you know, you big I was guy, big enough uh, to be a drawing board. Oh, yeah. He <laughs> <laughs> just circled anything on oh, my mind. Oh, man, he loves you, man. And I love him, man. I, and I'm going to try to go see his wife no. when all of this kind of chill yeah. down. Mm-hmm. I told Rich, 
you know, a couple of months, I'm letting it chill down. I'm just going to say drive and just hug her, man, what, if she'll allow me. What, what, how much of an honor was that that they, they did that documentary? And I mean, they, they got 10 to 12 people that they had to talk to, that, that you were one of them. When they came to my house and I said, where do I fit? You know, like, what do you mean? The Santa's like, what do you mean? I'm like, man, John, Hall of Famers love John. I'm just Nate. <laughs> where do I fit? He said, we'll see after your interview. Mm. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. I said, but didn't John tell you to come here yeah. and, and interview me? He said, yeah, tell John I love him. Yeah. That's what I like. Mm. Tell John I love him. That's you know? awesome. <laughs> and, uh, Have y'all seen that documentary? I haven't gotten to watch I it yet. Either. I'm going to watch it this yeah. week, though. Yeah. I've been I've grinding had, away. but I haven't seen it three times. I couldn't even do the boom. And they say, but the boom is part of man. I was <laughs> so <laughs> caught up emotionally at the time because I was just finished talking about him and saying some things that he told me in life. Mm-hmm. Then he said, well, we want you to say the boom. I'm like, I can't say the boom right yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. You know? It's pretty he awesome. He said, well, he looked at me like, oh, I hope that don't get me knocked off <laughs> the <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> Rest in peace, John Madden. Yeah. Yeah. Legend in so many rights, and can't wait to hear some more about him throughout the the next coming Send months. Us I, off I, I bet you they John. do a yeah. I bet you they do a uh, a big Super Bowl thing around him. They would have yeah, to, right? They got to whole yeah. presentation around it. So hopefully that'll come. But by the way, you can catch all these guys I on hate our respective podcast. Turn the TV off. Oh, it's not even on our podcast. Turn the it's TV fine. off. It's talking about the Somebody's interviewing Dan Quinn. Yeah. Quinn Turn gone, big dog. They're Quinn also gone. interviewing Kellen Moore if you read the second line. So that's I don't know about, about Kellen, but Quinn out of him. I'm telling you. <laughs> <Quinn> Nick <laughs> Eatman on Cowboys break. We've got Barry Church on the Players Dan Lounge. Quinn, Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn. Please Newton, stay. Hanging Dan with the boys. Quinn, I'm not talking Quinn, Cowboys. Dan Quinn. Please stay. The next show 10 a.m central time on monday players lounge you heard it you they heard it off the and let's week. hope that dan quinn is still here yeah mm. hopefully <laughs> dan quinn's still here by monday Ooh. but for chris beam and all the guys <laughs> i just mentioned i'm kyle yomas we'll see you next time on dallascowboys.com we love you this has been a production of dallascowboys.com and the dallas cowboys football club how about this cowboys yeah!